everyone, and welcome back to Short Stories for Kids, the magical podcast of story adventures. And now it's time for today's story request. Hi, Lucy. My son Miles loves your show. His birthday is coming up on May the 18th, and he turns five. Miles also has a little brother, almost three years old, called Ellis. Miles would like a story about a magic flying train that can go in water or on the highway or rocks and fly and can even land on the trees. It's robotic and doesn't have a driver. Miles was awake. Today had been his birthday, and he really should have been worn out. Not to mention that he was full of cake, but for some reason, he just couldn't get to sleep. Maybe it was because of all the excitement that still had his brain buzzing. You see, Miles had an amazing imagination, full of wonderful ideas, and sometimes it was hard to turn the ideas off. Like today, for example. For his birthday, Miles had received lots of Lego. He loved Lego. Just before bed, he'd had the idea of making himself a Lego phone. He'd made one for his brother Ellis, too, and they'd had fun pretending to call one another. When it was time for bed, Miles had placed the phone beside his bed, as if it was on charge, so he could carry on with the fun in the morning which meant he was a little surprised when he realized that the screen on the Lego phone had lit up just like a real one. The phone was ringing. Uh, hello, said Miles as he picked it up cautiously. Good evening, sir, said a voice on the Lego phone. Just letting you know that your taxi is outside. My taxi? said Miles, climbing out of bed and heading to the window. I didn't order a taxi. <laughs> I know, laughed the voice. But you were having trouble sleeping, so I thought you might like to go for a ride. Miles looked outside and gasped. He'd been expecting a car, but there was a very different kind of vehicle out there. That's a train, said Miles. <laughs> That's right, said the voice brightly. Now, hurry up, I'll be leaving in two minutes. Miles looked at the train, then at his Lego phone. He knew the phone shouldn't really work as a phone. It was made out of Lego, and he knew there shouldn't be a train outside. There weren't even any tracks. How was this happening? He decided that there was only one way to find out. So, slipping the Lego phone into his pajama pocket, he pulled on his shoes and went outside. Glad you could make it, Miles, said the voice from the phone. But all Miles could see was the train's bright lights. I can't see who's speaking, he said, holding his hand up to his eyes. But I'm right here, laughed the voice, and the lights jiggled. Miles realized who he was talking to. You're the train, he said. That's right, said the train. Now come on, climb onto my cab. We've got places to go and people to see. A little 
stunned by the bizarre situation, Miles did as he was asked. What places? What people? he asked. Even though he was in the cab, the train's voice was loud and clear. First stop, Saugatuck Reservoir, said the train. Miles frowned, trying to imagine what was so important that the train might need to stop there. They were moving so quickly, sneaking along empty roads, that he realized he was going to find out soon enough. They quickly left the lights of Westport behind and raced along darkened roads, lit only by the train's bright lights. The reservoir was up ahead, but to Miles' horror, it didn't look like the train was going to slow down. Look out! he shouted, lifting his hands to cover his eyes. But instead of crashing into the water, the train carried on right over the surface. Miles felt silly. If the train didn't need tracks, then of course it could probably do all kinds of magical tricks. And running across water appeared to be one of them. The train was slowing now as it neared the center of the reservoir, coming to a halt beneath a starlit sky. Quickly, encouraged the train, lean out of the window. Miles did just that and was in time to see the doors to the first carriage slide open and a long-necked creature, like a dinosaur, slide out and into the water with a splash. As it swam away, it raised a flipper in thanks. We have a lake monster in the reservoir, said Miles in amazement. Oh, only for a week, corrected the train. He's visiting from Loch Ness in Scotland. Right, pull your head in, it's time for the next stop. Miles closed the window and the train began to pick up speed again. But this time, instead of running across the water's surface, it began to lift higher and higher into the air. Uh, are we flying? he asked. For a while, said the train. I need to pick up some speed. We've a long way to go until the next stop. Miles watched the speckled lights below in the darkness. Mostly, there were one or two suggesting a farmhouse or a car, and at other times, a town or city would sparkle and shimmer as they whizzed by. Miles thought it all looked very cool indeed. By the time the train began to slow again and drop lower in the sky, Miles couldn't see any lights at all down below. It wasn't until the headlights of the train lit up the tops of the trees that he realized they were flying over a thick forest. The train became slower and slower until, at last, it halted right there on the treetops. Where are we? asked Miles. Is somebody getting off or getting on? <laughs> Neither, chuckled the train. We're making a delivery. Well, you are. Miles looked surprised. Me? Delivering what? Walk down the train to the cargo carriage, and there you'll find a rectangular parcel wrapped in brown paper. Do you think you could find it? asked the train. I'll try, said Miles, and off he went. He had to walk through several carriages to find the cargo car, and at first he thought he'd never find the parcel because the carriage was packed full of items, from Viking shields to a life-size stuffed bear and all manner of boxes, barrels, cartons, crates, and canisters. But there, 
On a narrow desk, beside some paperwork, was the parcel. It said, to Miriam, on the paper, in neat black handwriting. That's the one, said the train through the speaker system. A door hissed open behind Miles, and he found himself looking down across the trees, the leaves gently rustling in the breeze. There was no platform or solid ground, though, and no ladder or stairs either. As he peered down through the tree's branches, he realized there was something down there. A treehouse, maybe? Whatever it was, there was a light on, lighting up the surrounding branches. Miles was just about to ask what he should do when a door of the treehouse opened outwards. It was at that moment that Miles worked out what he was looking at. It wasn't a treehouse at all, but a large car. A large car stuck in a tree. If that wasn't strange enough, a pair of hands lifted out a section of steps, then disappeared to bring out another that they fixed into place on top, then another, and another. Miles could see that it was a young girl, about his age, doing all the work. Hi, she said, as she fixed the last set of steps into place. I thought you'd never come. It's nearly midnight, which means my birthday will be over soon. Oh, it's my birthday too, said Miles with a big grin. And then he noticed what the steps were made from. Hey, that's Lego. It sure is, said the girl, taking the parcel from Miles and giving it a shake. Miles guessed that she must be Miriam, like the name on the parcel. And in here should be even more. Come down and watch me open it, she suggested. Miles looked back at the train. Is that okay? He asked. Sure, said the train. I'll give you a toot on my horn when it's time to leave. Happy and more than a little curious, Miles followed Miriam down the Lego steps and into the car and was stunned by what he saw. Miriam's mum and dad were in there sitting on Lego furniture. They had turned the inside of the vehicle into a house. It was very squashed and compact, but they were all pleased to have Miles as a visitor. Miriam tore off the brown paper packaging to reveal a Lego set that Miles had never seen before, featuring a castle, a dragon, and unicorns. Oh, I love it, she announced, before asking, do you like Lego? Yeah, nodded Miles. Look, I, I even made myself a Lego phone. He pulled it out of his pocket and showed her. Oh, that's awesome, she said. I'd like one of those. Then let me help you make one, he said. So Miriam's dad passed over a bucket of loose Lego pieces, and they got to work. Um, why do you live in a car in a tree? Miles asked as politely as he could. Oh, it's my fault, said Miriam's mom. I found us a lovely spot on the grassy prairie for a picnic and accidentally parked our car on top of a magic acorn. And this tree just shot up and trapped us up here. Then the tree dropped more magic acorns and, well, they became trees too. And those trees dropped acorns and they became even more trees. Within an hour, all we could see was a forest all around us. So we've lived here ever since. That's amazing, admitted Miles. 
Done, said Miriam as she clicked the last Lego piece into place. Now I have a phone just like yours. Doot, doot. The train, said Miles suddenly. Oh, it's time to leave. I've got to go. He hurriedly stuffed his phone back into his pocket and went to climb through the door. Happy birthday, said Miriam quickly. Ah, oh, yes, happy birthday to you too. I'm Miles, by the way. And with that, he dashed back up the Lego steps. All safely aboard, asked the train when he got there. All ready, said Miles, as the door hissed shut behind him. Then off we go, said the train. They made several more stops as the night progressed. They picked up some passengers in an underground cavern that Miles thought might be trolls. And they stopped by the West Coast to pick up a family of pandas on vacation. They made a delivery of comics to a warless in Alaska, and even swung by an island out in the Atlantic Ocean to collect some mysterious passengers that all appeared to be cats. And then, just as Miles was beginning to feel really sleepy, they arrived back outside his house. Final stop for you, Miles, said the train. Miles yawned. <gasps> oh, that was so fun, he said. But I'm ready for bed now. Good night, Miles, said the train. And if you ever want to ride with me again, just give me a call on your phone. Okay, I'll do that, Miles smiled. And thank you for having me. Five minutes later, he was climbing back into the comfort of his bed. But as he turned onto his side, something dug into his leg. It was his Lego phone. As he went to place it beside his bed, he realized he had a message. It said, was fun having you to visit. Please come again so we can play with more Lego. From Miriam. Miles smiled before writing back, will come tomorrow. Then his head sunk into the pillow, and at long last, Miles fell asleep. The end. <laughs>